Hello and welcome to MLW Confusion. I'm your host, Rob Cameron, bringing you all that you may or may not need to know about Major League Wrestling and its television program. This week we are taking a look at MLW Fusion 112. The Opera Cup continues with big two, with two big first round matches. Um, usually I start the show with the news, but really the biggest MLW news uh, contains a wee bit of spoilers, so we're just going to tack on the news to the end of the program. Um, but it's basically the fallout from a media conference call with MLW owner Court Bauer. So instead of doing the news first, which is usually logical, we are just going to go ahead and jump right into the review. Um, the show opens with a video package uh, highlighting last year's Opera Cup first round match between Loki and Davy Boy Smith Jr., which Davy Boy won after uh, countering a uh, modified, I guess we will call it an octopus choke, uh, into a pinfall, uh, getting the victory. Um, Loki notes that He's very bitter and disappointed about the outcome of last year's match. Uh, not, you know, because of any like wrongdoing, but just because of the sense of competition and that he let himself down uh, this year. He's not going to make the same mistake. And Davey Boy Smith notes that, you know, he respects Loki, respects his sense of competition, but he is the most dominant athlete in Major League Wrestling. We get our introduction, but before we get a look at the tonight's card, uh, Contra interrupts uh, Rich Bocini. Uh, Joseph Samael, of course, being the spokesperson of Contra, steps in, uh, notes that Contra is getting stronger in their hidden bunker in Mongolia. Um, and tonight we will see the debut of the Black Hand of Contra, Mads Kruger. So, that's a whole conspiracy theory rant I got coming here so uh stay tuned for that where i can go totally off the rails as per usual but this time on conspiracy theories instead of just soapboxes uh, but never mind that we got some opera cup action uh the third of four first round matches in the opera cup, uh, cup are coming up next maybe freudian slip there uh this week we get the triple a cruiserweight champion laredo kid versus the returning ach uh, we get a little bit of talking to from Laredo Kid. Uh, notes that it is an honor to represent Lucha Libre and AAA uh, in the Opera Cup, and he plans on taking the cup home to Mexico. Um, ACH counters, which he thinks the, the, the Laredo Kid is quite excited. They've never met in the past, and he hasn't seen a whole lot of the kid, but he's excited for the opportunity uh, to basically take the kid down. And the match starts off pretty hot uh with the classic cruiserweight standoff thing where we're just going to counter each other with little flippies and rollies and all that good stuff before we get our standoff um but instead of respect being shown ach just gives Laredo kid a shove um again we're going to go uh, go through uh this motion again uh but Laredo kid does take control with a shoulder tackle sending ach to the outside allowing uh, the kid to hit a triangle dive. They don't play outside terribly long, uh, but they try to they try this again, and ACH takes control with an apron soccer kick. Um, ACH stays on the offense for a wee bit, and the thing I take away most from this batch of offense is there's a lot of chops, and that, man, Laredo Kid's chest is 
beach red it looks like my face after i take like five steps so i have no clue what he was going through but i don't want to feel it um they try to repeat the spot from earlier uh with the soccer kick but the kid clips ach on the apron um and then instead of brawling outside the ring he hits a dive into the ring um we get two big suplexes, almost a three amigos, but instead of a third regular vertical suplex, we get a northern light suplex 4-2 by the Laredo kid. Uh, ACH ends up rolling through another cross body uh, to hit a modified backbreaker and an overhead suplex combo. Uh, but this flurry of offense does not last terribly long as the kid hits a Michinoka driver number two and then two second rope moonsaults for a two count. Um, ACH hits a big power slam, but the kid powers out and hits us gets filled with that fighting spirit yeah and we're gonna just chop and forearm each other um until somebody can't take it anymore and it looks like it's gonna be ach who can't take it uh kid goes up but ach hits like this backflip spin kick uh knocking the kid off the top rope uh, and hits a brain buster uh, for the win. ACH advances to the second round of the Opera Cup. Uh, we cut to the stage area where we get a brief promo from ACH. Uh, ACH is the new game, and he is effing hungry. So uh, we're just going to, you know, tack on to everybody's catchphrases right now because he is uh, the game. And he is hungry. Yeah. Uh, nope, that's just me being really stupid. Uh, but we almost immediately cut away from this to see Filthy Tom Lawler hanging out somewhere. I assume at home. Uh, he cuts a promo uh, about the debuting tag team of Dominique Guarini and the newest member of Team Filthy, Kevin Koo. Um, evidently they are going to go by the names, uh, the name of Re uh, violence is forever, uh, which is quite esoteric and nifty. So I'm a fan of that. Anything to spice up Dominique Guarini, uh, besides a mullet, cause that's his idea of being spiced up right now. Uh, so we will see them in action soon. Uh, but not necessarily next week because the tag team champions, Von Eriks have other plans, which we'll find out here in a bit. Um, and by a bit, oh, according to my notes, that's next. Anyway, the Von Eriks are looking looking forward to facing Contra, uh, since Contra has put all the ta all the champions on notice. Um, and it's been so long since Marshall's put the claw on anyone that he's been having those dreams again. And evidently, he went to sleep one night, and then he woke up on the beach next to a shark who had five holes in its head. Um, so evidently he is clawing sharks in his sleep. Um, and before we gets totally off the rails, he notes that evidently the shark had a family and he just kind of, kind of gets cut off and they blame this on contra unit and we kind of move on from there. And let's face it, it was really bizarre and I enjoyed it, uh, which is a big change from a lot of the Von Eric stuff, uh, while they've been stuck at home in Hawaii, um, so I was thoroughly entertained and it harkens back to like the 2003 SummerSlam commercials. I think it's 2003 with Brock Lesnar F5 being a shark, which always entertained me. So now we're getting MF and Claws on Sharks 2, which is actually more entertaining to me than an F5. Uh, but they are, but anyway, long story short, they are going to answer Contra's call um, and hopefully get some claw action.
From here, we move on to some footage of last year's opening round of the Opera Cup, uh, featuring Davy Boy Smith Jr. and Loki. Uh, a brief snippet of action there. Before we move on to Selena de la Renta, who happens to be in Mexico, she is plotting her revenge on Conan, and she sings this rather creepy song while starting to brandish a knife. Um, unfortunately, the song happened to be in Spanish, and my Spanish is atrocious. Um, so if it's not the equivalent of asking where the bathroom is or ordering from a menu. My Spanish is mostly useless. And not being a good journalist, I didn't go about trying to translate this at all via the Google machines or anything like that. Um, but, you know, when I'm paid to be a real journalist, I'll act like one. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Check out my coffee and Patreon links at the bottom of the screen and you know you can listen to my rant at the end of the show uh, because lord knows you haven't listened to enough of my rants yet okay we get another clip of Loki and Davy boy smith hot action there and now speaking of rants here we go we are going to get the big debut of the black hand of contra unit um he is known as mads kruger and, like, you know, I didn't try to do my journalistic duties figuring out what Selena said in her song, but I did try to do my journalistic duties when it comes to Mads Kruger to see if, like, he's appeared anywhere before or, you know, if anyone's leaked his identity. And just doing a cursory Google search with my terrible spelling, um, because I didn't know how to spell it at the moment, which probably didn't help my ads either, I picked up something rather interesting that kind of ties into my earlier like snarky comments um but before we tie those together here's what i come up with uh, hit some buttons here and i'll pull it up so kruger mads kruger i type in the name into the google machine and the first thing that happens to pop up because of my bad spelling is a cognitive bias in the field of psychology referred to as the dunning kruger effect um this effect uh, is basically people with low ability and low skills at a specific task and how they overestimate their ability. Um, it's a variation of illusionary superiority um, and lack of self-awareness. And I find this interesting to go along with my crackpot theory that had no evidence whatsoever outside of tall, bald dude with tattoos that my, that, that the black hand was actually, uh, Logan Creed, the former Grogon of the dynasty. And so I, uh, yeah, according to Pulp Fusion, you know, Creed, uh, Creed has beef with both the, the Dynasty because, well, yeah, it's the Dynasty and he kind of got dicked around by the Dynasty and Contra Unit uh, because of Contra shutting down MLW and attacking everyone and all that sort of good stuff. So we have some sort of sleeper agent is my theory because Creed has beef with both of them. So what is a great way to take out your enemies? Well, you know, blatant attacks and infiltration from the inside, especially if it's an organization. 
So, he is ultimately going to be killing two birds with one stone, taking out the Dynasty members, uh, specifically Hammerstone in this situation, and then infiltrating, learning all the secrets of Contra before the big reveal, and he takes them down as well. Um, so there's my theory. And then just, like, the name is just, you know, this weird little F.U. to Contra, because, oh, you think you're so smart? Well, you can't be that smart if I infiltrated you and you let me in to be your weapon of mass destruction. Uh, so... There's my crackpot theory on that. Just, I don't know. Where's that meme from Always Sunny where they got all the strings and the newspaper things? That That's me right now. Just like, look at this. I found possibly apophenic evidence for things. Now it all makes sense and I am right. So there we go. I now have evidence, people. I'm not just some crazy person screaming about Logan Creed being the Black Hand. I have pseudo-evidence now. So someone, prove me wrong. Don't do that, because it's probably really easy to do. Logan Creed is the Black Hand. He is Mads Kruger. Okay. Ranting aside, he has his de- big debut match right now. Um, for this match, they brought back Ar- Ariel Dominguez, uh, resident MLW underdog. Good to see him back. Unfortunately, his appearance most likely means that this match is not going to be long, um, especially because there's legitimately nearly like a foot and a half size difference between the two competitors. Um, and I'm correct in my assumption uh, match lasts all of two minutes, mostly with the black hand tossing poor Ariel around. Uh, Ariel does try to mount some offense, dives off the ropes, unfortunately dives, dives right into a goozle, gets himself a choke breaker for his efforts, um, and then, uh, the black hand, Kruger, hits some sort of, like, modified, like, half Nelson face buster slam thing. I don't know what to call it yet. Uh, for the one, two, three, two minute squash match shows how big and bad Kruger really is. No matter how lame the first name Mads is. Um, but here is our new weapon of Contra in action. Uh, following that, some Contra lackeys show up with a body bag and poor Ariel gets the body bag treatment as well. We get another clip of Davy Boy Smith versus Loki. Uh, this time it is the finish uh, with Davy Boy Smith getting the pin out of a modified like octopus choke uh, from Loki. Uh, basically, uh, Davy Boy just kind of passed out and fell forward, uh, pinning Loki's shoulders to the mat in the process, getting the win. Um, so we get a look at the brackets briefly before. We zoom out to see Richard Holiday. He is hyped for the next match. And he's really happy about his previous match because he, well, won it. And he did it for Hammer, baby. And you know what? The second round match, that's for Hammer, too. So get better. Take everyone back to Muscle Mountain. Um, so, and we just, and you also get a brief reference to the uh, confrontation between Holiday and Gino Medina. 
uh, the week prior before the first round match of the Opera Cup as well, where they argued over whether Gino was fired or if he quit. Following this promo, we get word that next week we will see a tag team championship match between the Von Eriks and the Contra Unit members of Simon Gotch and MLW heavyweight champion Jacob Fatu. It is now time for your main event of the evening. Davy Boy Smith Jr. versus Loki in a rematch of the first round of last year's Opera Cup. Coincidentally, this is also first round match of this year's Opera Cup too. So will Loki get his, well, we'll call it revenge, even though he doesn't, you know, look at his true revenge. Will he make good on his previous, you know, experience and boasts and get the Opera Cup this year? Either way, he's got to go through Davy Boy Smith Jr. to do it, and let's see how that turns out. Uh, match starts off with a show of respect between the two competitors, and they exchange leverage holds going back and forth. Um, the big story throughout this match is the, of working body parts. Uh, D- Davy Boy Smith is really working over uh, the upper body and arms of Loki, and Loki is working on the legs of Smith. Uh, because, you know, despite there being like eight inches difference between the two of them, we're all the same size laying down, right? That is that that's how the old edge goes, correct? Where's where's Gorilla? That now now Gorilla's been dead for fifteen years, twenty twenty five years. Oh dear. Too soon? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, never mind that. We have a match to still call. Uh so uh, we get these exchanging holds between the two. A uh, relatively slower-paced match, uh, but things start to pick up when Davy Boy hits a big suplex on Loki and eventually dumps him to the floor. Uh, Davy Boy, now with this advantage, really continues to work the arm, uh, hits a big German suplex off the ropes for two. Uh, Davy Boy goes to the well too many times, unfortunately, going for another German suplex off the ropes. Uh, Loki flips out of it and hits a double stomp uh, to take advantage. We get a flurry of offense uh, into a modified triangle uh, hole, or excuse me, a modified octopus hold again, but Davy Boy gets the ropes. Uh, we see some yes kicks. But Davy Boy tries to block the last one. Unfortunately for him, this leads to Kawada kicks, which always look nasty. I, I always cringe on the inside seeing them. For those of you who are not aware with the term of Kawada kick, it's basically you hang onto your opponent's head or at least position their head and hold it there, and then just kick them in the forehead with short, quick kicks. I'd always just ah, oh, CTE man, just waiting to happen. Uh, but CTE doesn't come yet, and we get a scoop power slam by Davy Boy for two counts. Uh, Davy Boy goes for the big running power slam, but Loki hooks the ropes, uh, leading into a rear naked choke. Uh, Davy Boy gets kind of get gets out of it briefly. Uh, I mean, very briefly, basically, it's just because Loki's in the ropes, so the submission wouldn't count anyway. Um, but Lo- Loki locks in his octopus choke again. Uh, Davy Boy goes for the duck down, and he keeps rolling uh, and holds him there for the pin. Uh, so he basically, we have a repeat of last year's spot, except Loki has learned his lesson and keeps the roll through, gets the one, two, three, and moves on to the second round of the Opera Cup. He will be taking on Richard Holiday 
in next week's match. I assume that may or may not be the main event. They kind of hyped it like it would be. Um, but that was what we will see next week. Uh, we get handshakes and hugs uh, from Davy Boy and Lowkey. Show of respect between the two competitors. Uh, because as stated, uh, this this was a strictly professional rivalry. Nothing personal there. Uh, Lowkey just wants to show he's the best in the world. And Davy Boy just disagrees because obviously Davy Boy thinks he's the best in the world. Um, so as we're getting this show of respect and people are moving on to the back, uh, we get... Our voiceover from Rich Bocchini uh, with some graphics. Calvin Tankman is going to be in action next week, plus the MLW tag team titles with Contra versus the Von Eriks. And we will start off the second round of the Opera Cup tournament with Loki taking on Richard Holiday. We get a brief promo from Loki at the top of the ramp. Notes that MLW is the highest level of competition. And he is going to take it all because he's the best and ends it with this line, which I really like. Say what, you know, say what you want about low key, but this line I feel is great. Uh, pinfall, submission, or go to sleep. You always have options. Um, and that's how we close our show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so solid show there. Um, little bit slower paced uh, than usual. And I think especially the first match would have benefited from having crowds, but obviously that's not the world we live in right now. Um, and then we got the squash match in between to kind of cleanse the palate. Um, so, you know, so a solid action for the opera cup. Uh, we'll see how ACH continues to do. Um, I didn't feel like that was the best showing for him in the match, but you know, whatever it got the job done and it was, so you know, solid, if nothing else, solid, but spectacular. Um, and just didn't didn't quite have the story that Davy Boy Smith and Loki had, but obviously it's kind of ha hard to have a story from last year when you're redebuting for the company right now. Um, but anyway, so solid show, and we are going to move on to some news. Uh, big conference call uh, last night after uh, Fusion went off the air with Court Bauer, MLW owner. Uh, and it starts it off like hot with the spoilers, uh, which is why we have the news last. Um, that now that uh, Davy Boy Smith is out of the Opera Cup, his contract with MLW is uh, has expired. He is no longer with the company, uh, choosing to not resign. Uh, Bauer thanks Davy Boy Smith for his two and a half years and thought he fit in perfectly with MLW, wishes him the best. Um, but right now, his spot is briefly open, but he's got someone to fill it, and he's uh, Court is very surprised that this hasn't leaked yet. So evidently they have a big name coming in to replace Davey Boy Smith, and we will see how that goes. Uh, we get... We will also have one semifinal match per week uh, for the Opera Cup. So over the next two weeks, we'll have one match from the Opera Cup per week rather than the two matches we've had previously. Uh, we are going to see more Laredo Kid in action, and Court kind of hints that we may see the um, uh, the uh, AAA Cruiserweight Championship uh, with us uh, be defended in the process. Uh, Court also hints at a possible world war uh, between at least one other promotion soon. Uh, Court's been teasing that they that he's been negotiating with uh, other promotions via Twitter, um, but has not really named names um and mlw ha has in the past been you know been known to work with other companies uh, most notably triple a uh wrestling obviously with laredo kid coming in and the super series from earlier in the year 
Uh, he is very impressed with the monster that is Mads Kruger, um, noting that uh, that country unit had obviously obviously scrambling if they've had to bring out the big guns like that. Um, so we'll see how he goes in the future. Uh, Fusion's numbers has been steadily growing um, and really hit some all-time highs uh, with the restart. Um, so he's very excited about that and is always looking to expand. And I'm just going to pat myself on the back and you know take the Colbert bump. Like, you know, no, the, it was all me hyping the restart, which is why the numbers were so great. That's it. That's the ticket. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Um, we will all also have more information on the medical condition of Alexander Hammerstone soon. Um, though if Hammer had his way, he would have been back yesterday. And by yesterday, I mean two days ago, since the conference call was last night. All right. And we are currently working on terms for the big Leo Rush Myron Reed matchup. Uh, so we, I guess, it may or may not be for the middleweight title. Um, it's yet to happen. There's working out the agreement now because obviously Leo Rush is a very, very busy man uh, with his burgeoning uh, hip hop career starting up and whatnot. And last but not least, we'll have more information coming. Uh, next week on Fusion, but the next big event from Major League Wrestling will be the Kings of Coliseum. So we will have to, you know, tune in next week for more information, which obviously we are going to do because, if, well, let's face it, if you're listening to this podcast, you either, you know, think I'm really cool or you like MLW. And let's face it, no one thinks I'm really cool, so we're all excited for MLW. Um, that is our news break on there. Uh, plus, obviously, the review of the ending of the first round of Opera Cup. And, of course, most importantly, my conspiracy theories. So, thank you all for listening. Uh, stay tuned for the updated plugs and all that good stuff. And I will see you all next week. The best way you can support is by hitting the like and subscribe buttons in your podcast player of choice. And of course, word of mouth helps out quite a bit as well, so be sure to tell your friends, neighbors, and enemies where you've got this podcast and have them listen too. If you want to keep up on all of my doings and the doings of the podcast, you can check out my social media deets. Uh, both Twitter and Instagram are at the Nova of Cass, one word of course, and on Facebook at MLW Confusion. Um, of course, if you can't remember those things, there'll be a link in the comments, so feel free to click that and see what's going on down there as well. If you would like to support monetarily and help this podcast grow, uh, mostly by getting me better equipment, of course, uh, there's two big ways to do that. If you're into a one-time donation kind of thing or just want to donate sp uh, sporadically, you can check out my Kofi or coffee. Buy me a cup of coffee. We'll just call it that um, at ko-fi.com slash Casonova, uh, C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A. Um, if you're looking at the big picture and would like some extra goodies thrown along in as well, you can check out my Patreon at C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A. O-N-O-V-A as well, Casanova there. Um, as part of the Patreon, for as little as $1 a month, you get early access to the podcast, and it happens to be ad-free as well, so you don't have to listen to this annoying chunk ever again. Um, though I totally recommend it because, you know, podcast views are amazing for me and the algorithms. Um, and then, of course, there's going to be other sporadic goodies in there as well. We usually update uh, at least once a week for non-podcast-related things as well. So uh, thank you very much, and have a good week.